May gave it to me. I'ma pull up so lit, I just might crash, dog. Let me take this Balenciaga mask off to ask y'all, who asked y'all? Seeker told me to stomp my ass off, that's all. Bop, 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 bop. He was a good cat, my bad, dog. Don't put no K after that B, boy. Bad call, that's flag talk. Fuck around and knock your flag off. I had to, I wore a gap before a tattoo. I had to, as a matter of fact, I had to. No cap, I'm on the capsules, I done relapsed, boo. But I've been on my feet since Cinderella lost the glass shoe. The cash blue, but I'm still seeing green. I'm in the bathroom and I'm peeing lean. My bitch in vacuum, I told her keep me clean and seen serene. I'm a badonkey, donk in bikini fiend. I just need a queen that ain't scared to fuck a Stephen King. I used to live next door to Drake and Mama D and Lisa D on Eagle Street. I go from bars on the screen, though, to the TV screen. Don't ask me, but never change the channel. Gucci flannel, Gucci size, Gucci sandals, Gucci teddy bears and pandas. Not fake propaganda, about to blow out the candle. My little hoe, out of Atlanta, got a hoe. Out of Atlanta with a hoe. Out of Atlanta, she a hoe. Out of Atlanta, we get it. That's just the same in these city. My bitch ain't better than P. Diddy's. And ever since the pandemic, they don't want to drink out of Canada. I've been screaming free drizzy. I know they trust my vision, but don't want me to see prison. Said I can't make no promises, either leave or come visit. But leave the keys to your heart next to your soul and your spirit. Some see graffiti is art, some can see hoes to be women. But I'm the greediest shark amongst an ocean of killers. I put you six feet deep, I'm being socially distant. Nina Ross on the hip, the 44 is my mistress. Extra shots, extra clips, ain't talking videos, no big. So just come to see about it, bitch. Don't you? Yo, I am the star in any room that I stand in. I am the standout. You just my stand in. These bitches copy my homework. That's what they hand in. That's why I'm private like the airports I land in. Life is a beach house. Don't let the sand in. I ball in any arena. Go let the fans in. I should go cop a New Jersey. That's where the Camden. These bitches time TikToking. Better stick to dancing. I DNG the wallet. What up, what up, Will? We're back for another episode of Arguing Brothers Podcast. Man, I'm sorry for that intro. It's a little long. But I'm sitting here texting my boy trying to figure out why he's not seeing the Zoom invite. But, uh, man, how you doing, he fellas? That, he got that Hotmail, bro. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Don't talk about Hotmail, dog. Gotta be, I got that Hotmail. Gotta be Hotmail, hotmail good. Dog. Yo, hotmail got to be the worst <laughs> shit ever, dog. <laughs> nah, no, he got net zero. <laughs> I don't need to figure this out. Let me see it to him. He got that net zero. Hotmail good, baby. Man, you good. How you doing, okay. King? How you doing, Gucci, King? bro. Gucci, you know, the weather's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know you're you, you telling us the weather's good. I should have started with you, though, because, man, you were out last week. Yeah, man. You know, How was everything with you? Uh, I with the wife. You know, we had a good time last week. You know, how it go? Mother's Day weekend. Where y'all go? Nowhere. <laughs> nah, we went out, got a couple of little shopping things, you know. That boy dropped that bag. Bag drop? Nah, I ain't no bag drop around here, cuz, you know. <laughs> yeah, drop the bag But I did good. You know, I did good. You know, she was happy. and then, no, She know, let you out the house today, so you had to be good. I always get out the house now. I don't act like that, bro. <laughs> and then, you know, my mother-in-law was good. My mom was good, so. You had to take both of them out. Yeah, you know. Double duty, baby. It's all good. You know, my mother-in-law cool. You know why? I see, now I see why you didn't get that stamp, the right stand. Why? You spent all your money on Mother's Day. Nah. That's what it was. Nah, that nah. what it was. You were being cheap. That's what it was. Nah, that was that stand probably with $9.99. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to spend it. You ain't going to spend it. It's only like $20. It was $20 when I went to Drake, so it was good. The, uh, the correct stand was $30. Well, See, you that's know, your problem, though. Guess what? I got to get it next week. It's all that's good. That's a problem, bro. 
Keep everything good. good. Yeah, everything, bro. Everything Gucci, man. You know. Hey, what's up with the high shorts, dog? Say, bro, you know, this is what you're Hey, Keith, say it's summertime ready. Summertime ready, bro. You know summertime ready. ready. Summertime ready. Hey, bro, you don't have to tan your thighs, though, nah, dog. Nah, it ain't thighs. He got the, you know, he got the, uh. <laughs> you, you don't wear shorts over your knees no more, bro. No, they don't. Right now, below the knees. Below the knees. Now, you're absolutely right. I don't know what he's talking about. They don't even make shorts like yeah, that anymore. Yeah, so, bro. your shorts are uh, out of date. They outdated. They outdated. Nobody, nobody is skinny enough. No, they don't make shorts past your knees no more. They outdated, bro. Now, you don't realize that, huh? Skinny enough. I, ain't, I ain't shopping in that section yet. <laughs> hey, man, you by yourself, then. You don't make shorts like, like yeah, that, bro. No. You can't find shorts on your knees no more, bro. Nah, you can't. I hate it, dog. That's that above your knee. Above your knee, you know. I got the European cut, now, the European dog. Cut. <laughs> I'm on my way, dog. Now, y'all save y'all shorts, y'all. I'm on my way, dog. I'm going to go to the XL uh, Clemens rack. I should be able to wreck up, though. <laughs> I should be good, man. Yeah, bro. That's how, yeah, by the time you get there, everybody's going to be in large. That's what you can buy. Large, medium, small. That's it. In fact, large, medium, medium small. Money, dog. Yeah. Let's go. That should be in the Clemens. Be good to go. Yeah. Nah, man. We looking forward to a good show today, baby. I mean, you asked about yourself, man. How you doing? I'm I mean, I can double, I can double duty. I'm good, dog. I'm just saying, bro. I don't know if you can two 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 things at one time. Well, can you I can speak out? better than you, so. I can speak better than you, so. Unless you're trying to manifest. <laughs> Is that what you said? Because yeah, yeah. you definitely stuttered yeah. on that word. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, bro. All right. My All man right, LeBron man. back. We ready to go, baby. What's the score right now? They they up. I don't know what the is it is it well, one sixteen to one oh eight with about oh, two okay. minutes left. Okay. They yeah. like, they're playing no deep, but they're all right. Well man, listen, um we got a lot going on today, man. We got a guest coming in, so we definitely gotta get we definitely gotta get into that. We're gonna talk about a lot of different stuff. We're gonna talk about uh uh his sports agency my man name is Orlando uh Arnold. Arnold, excuse me. You sure you can talk, uh, bro? Yeah, I can. <laughs> um but I'm gonna it's, it's, it's going to be a very exciting show. We can talk about sports agency, a lot of different things, the industry, throw a lot of different questions at him about what's going on and what is, his, what is his thoughts on it. But first, let's jump into the first subject of the day, which is right now, man. Is it the play-in tournament? What's, what's that's, the that's a good look. Bro. Right. I think the play-in tournament is right now. It should be off. Well, Westbrook conversation, the triple-double is good. We'll, get, we'll come to that next. Let's talk about the play-in tournament because that's actually about what Westbrook is doing. He's got his team into at least the playing game. Yeah. And I want to get you guys' thoughts on what do you feel like was going to go on this playing tournament, man? It's 7 through 10. Anything can happen. One game, I think it's 7, 8, and then 8, 9. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like them playing against each other, and that's who gets the AC, which is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. But I feel like it's going to be a lot of excitement going on. Well, how do you feel like this is going to play out East and West D? I'm going to start with you first. <sighs> it's going. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, great games. I think this with this playing game, I think the referees – Need to be out of get out of the way, call if it's necessary, but let them boys play. Because everybody's scraping and scrapping. I think the playing game is a good thing. Uh, I didn't like it in the beginning. I'm like, man, listen, you got all year to get yourself together, you know, to get in the game, get in the tournament. But at the same time, you know, this, they trying to make the money back when they lost in COVID. And it's going to be a permanent thing, so it is what it is. So, you know, you're going to get good basketball. But I think this is the these two games, these playing games, Referees need to quit calling that BS. Dude, go to the cup and say A and get a foul. Let these dudes play because you don't want to. You don't want to be the reason why somebody don't get that AC. So I think it's gonna be good for everybody who's involved. I think it's gonna be good for the fans. And I just think that they just the referees and the teams need to come to play and the referees be out of. Okay, what you okay man. I know you're watching the game, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah I ain't know what's gonna go next, but yeah. Um, it's gonna be. I think this is gonna probably be be a good playoff from both on East and West. 
I'm, 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 uh, I'm uh, happy to see what the Wizards are going to do. I think they're going to be exciting in a play-in game. Teams like that that can get in, that not can, that can't make a deep run, but can upset you in the one game. You know yeah, especially Bradley Bill get hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bradley Bill, I mean, I don't know if they can do it with Westbrook by himself, but with Bradley Bill get out there. Yeah. And, you, made, you, you got your own. And stuff. I like the other player the Wizards are doing. They need one more piece going long term. They just started all so bad in the beginning of the season. They the, dig they, they seven, seven hole. hole. Yeah. And so in the West, like I said, it's good. It's going to be good to see Steph in a one game. You know what I'm saying? You know that he ain't going to make no long term, like no deep run. But seeing him in a one game tournament. Bring you back like days of Davidson when he was there. You only you know one game, anything can happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, which I think the Lakers are probably gonna be in the play-in game. So, the first matchup gonna be the Lakers and and, and, and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. How fun is that for ratings? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I both teams will make it, but you know I don't see them losing. Like whoever loses will lose to like Memphis or uh, San Antonio. But then you got Pop, bro, who can dial up something for one game. You know what I'm saying? A great coach like Doc can I mean not me say Pop can put together a game plan for one game. Who wanna play them? But don't you got don't no. you got but don't you gotta get two? You gotta win two to get in that tournament no. though. Well no. I'm if just you're saying, the seventh seed going, going in. You just in. need to be the eighth game yeah. to you win. Ah, okay. Yeah. So whoever win the eighth game is in. But if you lose, say if LeBron, uh, say the Lakers lose to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a must win you yeah. playing like a San Antonio. Gotcha. And you're going against a Popovich or somebody like that who can just he can, he can win play. one game. Anything can happen in the one game. So, it's definitely going to be interesting. And, you know, like Donovan was saying, you know, they're trying to make up money, you know, for the whole season. They, You know, some of the games he missed early on for the 82. And this is going to be great from ratings, man. You yeah. know, so I just think I'm just looking for – I'm just – I kind of done checked out the regular season right now anyway. I'm just waiting <laughs> for the playoffs. I'm like, I, I haven't even been watching games the last week or, or two weekends. Or two weeks. I'm just ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think the playing is here to stay because it's going to add so much excitement to it. But I don't um, think it's here to stay because you're going to have 82 games next year. Yeah, but games. I still think, I think. I think they're going to keep uh, it. I think, I think they going to keep I it. I think it depends on how successful it is as mm-hmm. far as that ratings. And if you got a team like the Warriors, Steph popular in the Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? Like playing the Lakers, like two of the the, the hot franchise in that seven eight game though. But how I mean, you gonna do it? Watch that. But how how you gonna do that if everybody play the same amount of games? Like it don't matter. It's the same as you playing everybody playing seventy two. And, it's, and it's you just playing ten more. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but but I'm, the reason they doing that because you didn't have a chance to go ten more games out. I don't think if you running the whole full schedule. They run. They, run. They're gonna do that play in. Nah, I don't see that. Happening. I, I, I don't think it's because of the number of games. I just think they they trying to add more excitement. They got a little bit padding. So how is that fair to a team that seven seven? We played the fair same. now. It is because we. Why both, is it fair? Because they hadn't played a full. It don't matter about the same amount of games. Say, bro, if you play seventy two or you play eighty two, yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about exactly. fair. It, it right, everybody had the same opportunity. I bet. What is the difference? No, that shouldn't happen. Well, everybody had the same opportunity to get in the playoffs. Keep right now, you play because it's money they to miss. It's money. That's a different. That's a different conversation. That, that's why. But you say that's a different conversation. It's fair. No, is it fair? No, or but, not I'm just saying, but I'm just saying the reason why they doing that to make up money. I get that. <laughs> but you, you say but because you play you a full schedule. But I'm saying, but if you play a full schedule, you can't come to me. If, if I'm an owner of my team, owners with it. No, that's that's money money for the ownership. Ownership. even players not gonna be with it. Why they not? LeBron, they might LeBron, not. LeBron wasn't even with this one. Yeah, yeah because matter. he ain't the fucking number one two seed. Exactly. But if I'm he was saying. the number one two seed, he would not say nothing. Of course, that shit was lame. But I'm just fact. That's a lame. That was a lame ass comment by him. But it was. But I'm just saying, if you have players who feel like, bro, we done did the whole season this year, 
and I'm a seven seed, you want me to do a play in with a ten? I get you that. With a ten seed, you did it with the bubble. It's a full season, though. You they did it with have, the bubble. They didn't have a full season last year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's the difference between? We'll see, bro. 72 games, 82. It's still a because, full season regardless. No, because the bubble last year, they had to stop playing. Okay. I'm not talking about the bubble. I'm, he said the bubble. I'm, I'm the talking bubble. 72 games. It's no different, but everybody be Because, the same right, you know what the difference is not? Because if I'm a 10 seed, I don't want 50 games. You're not making up no, no, no hold on. 10, you, you 10 you games. Asked me, you asked him in this plane. So if I'm a 7 seed that won 50 games, and then I got a 10 seed who won 30 games, and you want me to do a playing game? That's different. Like, How is it di- that's, that's what different. you're saying. You can say it's, it's unfair for that's the 7 seed. That's what you're saying. No. <laughs> I'm saying it's going to add excitement. Is it fair for a 7 seed? Probably not. That's right? my point. Right? You in, you in. It should be enough with the 72, 82 games to say, you know what? That's the my top point. eight seeds get in. That's not what you're but saying. It, that's but my gonna, point. That's not the point. You wasn't arguing that point. No, you said no, it's not you, fair. You're not, you said it's not fair. Because you, you played it. Right. Because no, you played it. You no, played I'm, no, I'm saying it wouldn't be fair. My point was it wouldn't be fair if we played the whole schedule, and I'm a seven seed. I'm that's different what you just said. But that's, that's, but that's, that's different than what you said. that's my point why it won't be it. All right. That's, that say that then. Say that then. No, say Don't say it because you played a full schedule. It's no. not fair. Go, well, okay, so what if they go to a 72-game season? They're going to go back. They're going 82. They're going 82. Okay, so let's say, oh, so, so now. They got to pay these So let me ask you a question. They're going 82. So let me ask you a question. All right. What if they have to play in the game next year? They gonna have that shit. They bro. gonna have it, bro. So, so just they now you said you they, they ain't gonna have it. I think they gonna have no, it. They not gonna have a play in. I bet it will. I bet it will. Because it's it gonna come down to the money. It's money. It's, it's money. money. You know how much money it generates? Exactly. Three extra games, two extra games. But exactly. right now you asking a seven C who the one forty nine fifty. You can modify. Win more games. You can modify. What you mean? I need to win more games. You can modify. I mean, you can modify. Nah, bro. I can see maybe the AC win more games. Y'all sound crazy. I, no, I'm just saying I, I like the excitement of it. I mean, of course, you like it's more y'all basketball. Sound crazy. Y'all sound crazy. But the players that's complaining, that's, that's like the Lakers, like Luca, they'll play better. Exactly. You ain't got to be in that situation. You, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Well, this year I get it, but I'm saying we play a full 82 game, and I won 49. 50 I get game, that. I and feel I'm a you. Seven, why I need to play a 32? I feel team. you, though. I feel what you're saying. <laughs> because they gonna keep paying you that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if it's gonna be an issue. But if the players get to split the revenue, exactly. they they don't don't know, know, it brings excitement. It does, but I'm I mean, saying. I don't know about revenue. They split 50-50. I, I don't know if it brings anything more than what it normally brings. Because I mean, it may not. Only thing is, only thing is replacing is is the early on going to the playoffs. True. But so it's not a, it's not a pandemic change. money they make it. The revenue is not. I mean, but the revenue is not changing based off of. It's not. It's because they're getting the same. It's just coming off the. It's just coming off the the same typical money they would make if they had the first or second round of the playoffs. Gotcha. It's gonna add excitement. I, I, it's I like excitement it. part of it. I like yeah, it. Man. That but part. Now you got a chance. Like you say, Lakers, Warriors. Yeah, but it, do you Steph want it so watered down? No, NCAA type. No. Focus, but the NCAA, so, NCAA is so popular, bro. But it is, but that's the pro- that's what makes it so popular. You're taking away from the NCAA game, true. But by, they, they don't by, care about NCAA, and then you play, and then you both do these one in games after I done did 82, and then my superstar get hurt because you trying to make. I feel same. you. I feel and that I'm, is always and, and, and my my grind is playing an extra game. Then I got to go play the number one and I'm like, nah, man, they ain't doing that, bro. I, I, I mean, I don't know if this is gonna carry off the next season. <laughs> they ain't doing that. But I, I do feel like you're taking away from other sports by utilizing this type of strategy. The boys don't care about other sports, but it should do. So it should. I mean, why, why should they care about the NCAA? Because somehow, some way, either way you like it or not, it's still a partnership. Partnership, how? 
You still, if it was a partnership, they wouldn't have the the age limit. The AC lower because that's a partnership. That's that's actually both. that's the NBA rule. No, that's that's but that's, the NBA wants you to be a little more developed. Right, that's what that I'm saying. Was a, that was a partnership between NCA and, and, and NBA. NBA. Yes. But like I said, NBA. If the NBA really thought it was a partnership, let them boys come out of high school. No, they were doing no, that. That doesn't people, make what you're saying is not. Yeah, they're not, not helping the NBA game. What you're saying? What you're saying doesn't make. You sense. You don't have a Kobe. What can be a Kobe if he, he if he goes to college. But it's that only a few Kobe's evidence world. But it was going to have a Tracy McGrady. It was the NBA players. But I'm just saying, in general, it's a lot of players that can't. It was the NCAA. No, it was the NBA who instituted that rule with the NCAA. I get it. Because but the stars, saying, but the NBA, because for every for every Kobe Bryant, it was a Darius Miles. Exactly. Absolutely. I get it. Exactly. It was guys coming to lead. I just get it. You so only had five great. So why? It's a partnership. Do you know what the partnership means? I know what a partnership means. So then you know it's a partnership. So why should they care? Why should they? Why care? should they care about the? Because NCAA? if you put out talents undeveloped, that means that's the product in the NBA game. Something. Man, they got the G League, bro. That's the whole purpose of they developing talent. They got the G League now, but they put that they put that partnership together like before the G League was created. I get that, but no, they actually they had the CBA care. at that time. Yeah, CBA. Yeah. Hey, but at the end of the day, bro, the NBA need to worry about the NBA, bro. They ain't got nothing to do with the NCAA He's going to work. Yes, they do because it's called the talent. What are you watch talking about? Watch how many people going to watch this play in. Oh, when, what does that got to do with anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Watch it, I'm just saying, why should the NBA care about what other people think as far as watering down the NCAA tournament because of this play? You're taking away from the NCAA game, though. I don't think it is. It's a partnership. I don't think it's taking away. Whether you like it or not, it's a partnership. It might be. A, it's, it's a partnership, but I don't see it taking away from the NCAA game. Why? I just don't see it happening after next year once they go to 82. It no. might not. I mean, but shit, we got it now. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's a partnership, though. It is a partnership, but at the end of the day, the NBA shouldn't care about that. It is about making the NBA the best product they can. I think we got off the subject. If the NCAA decide to let the or NBA decide to change the rule, which I think they will, because they're gonna get so much pressure, bro, they're gonna be all right. NCAA gonna be all right. That's good. I think we got off the subject matter a little bit. Uh, let's get back to just the playing tournament in general. Like, what team? When you look at the teams, gonna what upset do you see is gonna happen? I'm gonna start with your key. Uh, so in a one game. I wouldn't be shocked. I got the Lakers winning that one, but I wouldn't be shocked. Steph can get hot for 50, 60 and go off and win that game, especially when you got LeBron and them just coming back, you know, the chemistry, this and that. We just struggled with, uh, with uh, who they was playing? Orlando. No, Indiana. Indiana. So, you know what I'm saying? That To me, that that upset can happen in a one, in a one game. Mm-hmm. If they was playing four out of seven, no. But in one game, who the Wizards was play? They would play. Uh, they were ten seed they playing. Ten seeds playing. Uh, Indiana. 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 That's the, they're the nine yeah. seeds. To me, the Wizards would be the that Wizards can win that one. You know what I'm saying? So those two in a play in, I can see those two teams. I wouldn't be shocked if they win. Shit, Charlotte, Boston would be a good one right now. Nah, I yeah. think Boston so underachieving. Uh, Boston just getting back healthy though. And Boston, well, Brown done. So that's Brown done, bro. He done for. He, he done for. He done they for done. the season. So that's gonna hurt. That them. could be scary though. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, it'd be a good game, but and I, then if they lose that, they gotta play somebody like the Wizards or the Pacers when the Pacers healthy. Yeah. And, and, and but <laughs> what's gonna be crazy is the game tomorrow, Golden State and uh and Memphis. Yeah, they for that AC. They battling. Yeah. For that AC, that's gonna be a good game tomorrow. This is and, so so, and that's a good good question. I mean to cut you off there, but who do you got in that game? I need deep breaths. You need to keep moving forward. I'm, 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 I'm going to take Memphis. Okay, you got Memphis. Who you I'm got? I'm taking Memphis. I'm going, I'm going with the Warriors right now, man. I think Steph just... Yeah, they, they Steph I like Warriors. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, like the, I like the Grizzlies. I like the Grizzlies in this. I like the Grizzlies, I like, man. They just got I think the, the, the backcourt is very underrated. Mm-hmm. 
But you sometimes you don't want to get Steph and, and just and, and Draymond. Stop. We can't Draymond is starting to play. He activating and play all. But do I think the Memphis going to play uh, Steph differently? I think they're going to pick him up half court. I think they're going to really make him work and change up. The, he, they they just not going to just let yeah, him. I don't know because if he work. let him run around and do what he do, he's going to kill them. I'm so not I sure think, that's going to work. Let, that could be a, that could be a possibility. I'm not sure that's going to work. Let's jump into. Let's talk about real quick about Russ's uh, breaking the um, uh, triple double record. That was owned by Oscar Robinson, man. Let's get into that real quick. Key, man, give me your thoughts on it. What did you think about that when you heard about That's it? That's a great accomplishment, man. I thought nobody probably would ever do that, like break Oscar Robinson. Like, for years, you saw, you say that was one of those type records just as untouchable. That in the Whip Chamberlain uh, 100-point game, the triple-double, you just never saw no one just doing that at, at, at the rate they're doing. And that's just a great accomplishment. I know Russ take a lot of heat. For not being a winner, and you know he do make bad decisions in the game on the line, this and that. But dude, don't cheat the game, bro. Dude, give it his all. He go out there every night and compete. And like he said, people were like, yeah, he's stuffing stack. But if people can do it, everybody would do it. If you can do it, if it was just that easy, shit, it's hard to get a damn double double. <laughs> you know, average one on the season. Exactly. The average a triple double for over the last what four or five years, pretty much. Yeah, it's amazing. And just just show the stamina he in, the the condition, just just the, the great shape or even just, you know what I'm saying, dude probably, what, 6'3 at most. You know what I'm saying? Getting 20, sometime 15. And, and in the assists, it's like video games. I'm dude getting 21, 22 assists, bro. Yeah. You know, so it just hats off the rust, man. And he going to always be known as Mr. Triple-Double now, bro. Like, when you talked about Triple-Double, it was uh, Oscar Robinson. Yep. Now, Russ is Mr. Triple-Double. When you talk about the NBA history of basketball, you're going to always have to mention Russ's name in the history when you're talking bringing up about basketball. He done put his name where you have to mention him when you talk about no the history what. of the game. Well, championship or no championship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was big, bro. I mean, like I said, I never thought in a lifetime to see somebody – Get 183 triple doubles. Oh, that shit is ridiculous. I mean, just the energy mm. that it takes to get the rebounds from being a, a score six three, right? That's that that's right there is remarkable because he's he battling with the big boys. And I grant it's not a lot of big dudes in the NBA no more, but just the every night. And like I said, bro, he he assisting that joint the other night. He had like 24 assists. That shit ridiculous, though. <laughs> and nobody never think of Russ as a great passer. But like I said, bro, he, he give you max effort, bro. I would love to have him on the team, but he can't be the main guy to get you to a championship. But I just hope that if the Wizards get in, that it translates to the playoffs. That's the only thing he missing, bro, on his career, to translate all this effort to the playoffs. Yeah, I think, I think what he's done is a great thing for an individual and as for the NBA. Because to see him just do what he do on a nightly basis, he gives you 110% every game. Yeah. Every game. And I, and I hate when people like, you know, Russ ain't a winner. Russ, I'm like, dog, he's stat stuffing. Well, he's not up. a champion. He winner. But, but I'm like, but dog, games. if you think about it, they, they he was on teams that could have won, but they didn't do it. Yeah. He wasn't the only one that didn't show up when they lost to the Golden State Warriors because KD didn't show up. Yeah. Let's just be honest. He wasn't the only one that now when it was a bad it was a bad match with him and um and, and, and old boy down in uh in Houston. It was a bad match for them. But at the same time, I think Russ make bad decisions at crucial times. I think that's what people see outside of his hard play. And I think that's what they kill him for, the bad decisions down the stretch, which he do make bad decisions down the stretch. I think if he could ever correct that 
and have a coach to pull him aside and say, Russ. Or they just take the ball out of his hand. In crucial situations, because you already know what you're going to get, just take the ball out of his hand and play him off the ball. You see what I'm saying? Let him move around, run, scrub, screen, and get the ball, you know, out in the open. But at the same time, what he's done is great. He, he, he you know, he. I don't think he's a stat stuff. I mean, you're distributing the ball. You're rebounding. Hell, you got some big men in the league don't even rebound. Those just don't take plays off. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So he do. He gives you everything that you need. I just think in certain situations, he made bad decisions to hurt his team. But what he's done is great. Great for basketball and great individual. I can appreciate the way you just, uh, uh I ain't going to say be little, but definitely diminish his, his, his situation, his record. Then at the same time, try to give him props at the same time. At, at the Argon Brothers podcast, we like to be a little two-faces. And, and say two things here, say two things there. Like, hey, man, you're great, but you could have did something else better. You know what I mean? But I agree with everybody. I think what he's done, is, I think the record's outstanding. Um, it's going to be something that's not going to be ever broken either. I don't think any player, I don't, think I, I don't see another player being... Being being able to utilize his 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 um, well, unless talent, years, unless it's years from now, unless years from now. But then you also feel like he is probably either one or two the most athletic point guard we've ever seen. Him, Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose in his prime oh were two of the most athletic program. I mean, um, point guards. But you know who I think would have got it if he would have stayed healthy. Probably had a chance. Grant Hill. I think Grant would have had a chance. I think if I think also thought I've always thought that if Jason Kidd put an emphasis on, it, he could have mm-hmm. been it too because he's a very big point guard who can rebound. Because he'll get you on the small triple doubles, yeah, yeah, all the time, right? So, points, yeah. so he was somebody that I thought you know could also record a triple double throughout mm-hmm. the season. But I mean, what you're seeing right here is history, and the guy's not slowing down. He's playing better, and I like the way he's got the Wizards playing. He got them believing they can win each and every game, yep. whether it's the good teams or the bad teams. He still got them performing at a high level. I watched the game because the Hawks, um, they were down by 20. I, I, t- I turned the game and started doing something else. Like and crazy. I watched back, and they, they had a chance to win the game at the end of the, uh, he missed the, the last three. shot. So it's just one of those things. Said, there you go. He had to pull out that he missed the three. We saw he missed the three, man. He, can, he did lead them back, though, but he was like, yeah, he missed that three. We're getting that man his but flowers. No, right. I, yeah, I'm just saying. Try to get him his flowers. You for. already taking the flowers away. Yeah, that's what they're going to hit him for. But that wasn't an easy three either. Like, no, it was. It was contested. It wasn't a great shot, but yeah. it was and a great shot. And the crazy thing, we don't even talk about it. Dude doing his all two knee surgeries. Like, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he's one of the most athletic point guards you've ever seen that. You know that that also you look. You just said had two knee surgeries. He came back. Yes. I mean, normally guys don't come back. Like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is never the same he player. Right now. He's never been the same player. Never the same. Well, he's a. He think, ain't Derrick Rose. What to me? He's a. He's a probably a better player. But he's never, he doesn't have the same athleticism. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's Russ, what it was. The Russ ain't never lost speed or yeah. jumping. That's what I'm saying. The athleticism. Because you look at it like yeah. John Wall. He yeah. still hasn't been the same. His athleticism has diminished. Since he left, since the last, his last but, injury. You know, yeah, the Kelly. Yeah, but I mean, that's been, but that injury seems to be the injury that's come, that took him down. Mm-hmm. You know, his ability has just not been the same. So, let's jump into the next topic, though. Let's get into this topic before we get our guests coming on, man. Everybody saw the schedule release. Mm-hmm. You saw it, I saw it, we all saw it, man. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with you on D on this one because I know you love your Redskins. Give They're me watching a, the football team right now. There's no more risk. In oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Watch the football team. <laughs> we don't Give discriminate a, on Argon Rush. Absolutely. We don't. We don't. Yeah, that's right. Give me your thoughts on the most intriguing game for the Red... For the Washington football team, <laughs> the football team, and then we, I'm gonna get you the Saints, and then we're gonna. Yeah. Then we. Uh, I think I think the game with the Giants, the second game of the season, is gonna be big for us because okay. the Giants did some upgrades this season that I, I'm like, okay, I see y'all trying to get back, get the get, get win the division. I think the first game is gonna be very intriguing for us too. 
because we got the charges coming in. Everybody think Herbert had a great year last year, and they think they he should probably would have been the first guy picked, you know, last year. So that's gonna be big. I think our first couple of games gonna be big, but I think the first two is gonna be. So what's your what's your prediction? Like my prediction record? for our record out of seventeen games, I think we got a chance to go ten and seven. I think we done made a lot of upgrades this year to our team as far as the offensive line. I think we we picked up Bobby McCain yesterday as a safety where we Ooh. need a safety. The dude played with Miami. Ooh. He was safety for Miami. Right, hey, ahead. listen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who we going to beat. Man, I'm going to tell you who we going to beat. Oh, the Saints? Yo. October 10th, we're in the building. And I got 50 on it with both of y'all. What y'all going to do? Let's do it. I ain't running for no bet, man. I got 50. We're going to beat y'all. With James Ortiz, I'm I'm on it. We're going to beat y'all. Even though though y'all do play us hard every time we come. No, dude, it's a tussle. Every time we come in the damn fan, it feels a tussle. (laughs) (laughs) We were in the bet. What's your intriguing game for the Uh, Saints? For the Saints? Uh, Whew, man. I would say, uh, I would say, of course, of course, I would, I would have to go with what I'm looking at. We play early in the season, I think, is uh, Man, can you the, get the New England. The New England game. That's going to tell a lot about us, uh, what our season going to be, right? When we play New England, I think, like the third game of the season. I think, uh, where's that game? In New England? Yeah. So that's going to tell a lot about how our season going to go. So that's the game I'm looking for because that's an early game. You're going with Belichick. Belichick also on a mission this year, you know. Brady just won the Super Bowl, so, you know, he done got his weapons. You know, Cam, another year in the system, they got weapons. No excuses this year for Belichick. So that game, to me, is I'm looking on early, and that's going to tell me a lot about the Saints season. Yeah, for me, it's, it's game one, bro, because the Saints have been notorious of if they start slow, it's a bad season. They get off to a good start in that first four games, we go into the playoffs. Like, if they start out, like, one and three, you know, like, real slow, it started so. Ooh, y'all got Green Bay first game. You know what I'm saying like, is Ryan Rodgers gonna be there? Like, so that game for me, bro, gonna set the tone for the season. And I think, like you said, the New England game for me, I think New England gonna maybe looking ahead because they play Tom Brady the next week. So hopefully it's a look ahead game. I'm not with a Belichick team. Yeah, you know you're gonna see. <laughs> but like I said, the game at Seattle is gonna be tough. Twelve man gonna be back there. So we got some tough early games, man. But that that first game of the and season. Then y'all got Tampa Bay after Seattle. Yeah. So that first game off the break is for me. What we gonna do? What quarterback gonna be playing? You know how Jameis or, or Taysom gonna play? So for me, it's the first game of the season. Man, for me, it's also the first game of the season. I mean, just knowing. First of all, I need to see what the roster gonna look like when we start the season because there's a chance Julio won't be on the roster. There's a chance Julio will be on the roster, right? I know they want to keep Julio, but the contract is a problem. I think y'all gonna trade. So, well, we'll see. I, I I don't think they're gonna trade him because of the fact that it's I, June first, right? That's when you gotta kind of make a decision. Nah, they can make a decision all the way down to the. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. It can be dead money on the on the cap regardless. Right. But they, I think you, you can come all the way down to the end of the season. I mean, it can go. I mean, not, I mean all the way down to the end of camp, mm-hmm. and then we'll see how it works. If you know, if that money can't be worked out, we'll have to see what's going on. If not, man. We back, man. All right, brother. We back, man. So so Hold so. On. About to say, oh, oh. give him a second, man. I ain't hit the record button just yet. But yeah, man. So we can, we can dive into that a little bit more of that Tim Tebow. Yes, sir. So uh, you know, your thoughts on it was you just weren't liking what Tebow's going to do and what he's going to bring to the game because he, he's basically bringing nothing. He's going to be like what the 90th man on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Or the 50th well, man. I on mean, the roster. I don't doubt that Tim Tebow is still probably in great shape. And he's, you know, 
a physical specimen in that aspect, right? right. But at the, at the same token, I mean, there's guys off the street right now that that, that deserve a shot. Tim Tebow basically got a shot because the head coach is his guy. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Right. Let, let's, let's, look, let's look at it from this prism. If Urban Meyer wasn't a head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, would Tim Tebow be playing football this fall? We know he wouldn't because he wasn't he was in the league the exactly. last six, seven years without there, Urban There we Meyer. go. There we go. So in that vein, that's it's just what it is. It's privilege. It's no if, ands, where, buts about it. Um, I think Urban Meyer is slowly but surely, well, I won't say surely, slowly if he keeps along this path of of really ruining his reputation in his own locker room. Mm-hmm. You got to look at, he hired Chris Doyle. Mm-hmm. When it's known that Chris Doyle has racist behavior, it's documented from Iowa. But his excuse is, well, I've known Chris for 20 years. Well, during those 20 years that you known him, he was doing this stuff at Iowa. Exactly. Right? And then now you have him coming in and, bringing in Tebow, and you got guys in the locker room, I tell you this, if his methods don't work, he will lose the locker room quick. Anybody that's ever played athletics truly understands that. This is how I look at it. it but Tebow's privilege. It's privilege. This is what it is. I, I agree, man. Yeah, I agree, brother. That was a good take right there, man. We, we, take, we can appreciate that. Even though the power went out and Anything happened, you know what I mean? That was still a very solid take right there. We definitely agree on everything you're saying. So, man, let's jump into this little interview just, real quick, bro. Value, man. That's it. I can tell you about it. You, you're very passionate about it. It, it, it comes all the way through the, uh, through, the, through the Zoom. It doesn't necessarily bother me, but for people that are trying to figure out what it is, it's, it's just like, you know, unfortunately in our society, we, you know, if, we, if, if, if people that look like us get pulled over for no reason, you know, like you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not sugarcoat this. It's let's stop trying to act like we're trying to figure out. Well, well why did he get this? Well, why did why, why does he sign with the Jack? We know why he signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's privilege. It's absolutely, privilege. the same reason a lot of stuff happens that we question in society, or that we are wondering how things are being allowed to happen. This is why it's happening. Period. I agree, bro. I, I I can't even say it better myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they gonna try to. Nah, that was, right that was there. Perfect. You put it so eloquently, <laughs> so <That was> perfect, <laughs> so direct, right there. I liked it. So transparent, man. I, I totally appreciate it, man. Well, 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 we didn't even get an opportunity to greet our, our guests, man. We <laughs> go right on, dive right on in, and we had a power out. So we didn't even greet you the right way, brother. So to everybody out here, to all our listeners out here, to people in our to the Argon Brothers community, man. We got my man Orlando Arnold. Um, CEO of the uh, Pyramid Sports Group, uh, one of the leading sports agencies based out of Miami and Atlanta. And, uh, man, is doing great things out here. And also, and I want to put this out here so everybody can understand, <laughs> an alum of the great Alabama State University. So, my brother, man, welcome okay. to the show. I appreciate you. Oh, man, we got the claps. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? We, no, we, no, we, man, just, we ain't simple out here. <laughs> First class, baby. Uh, so. No, man. Hey, you know, honestly, any, any, you know, when, when we touch base, James, you know, you and, I go, uh, you and I go back a bit, you know what I'm saying, on, on the campus at the same time. So, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate the platform with the Argon Brothers that, that you all are doing, and, and, and just kudos to you all, but. But definitely, man, thanks for having me. Uh, really, 
I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, man, we love to have you on here, man. So, bro, let's start real quick, man. So, I know you're based, you're, you're from, originally from Detroit, Michigan. You know, that's that's top, top of the top of the country right here. And I always wonder, like, what about Alabama State University that made you say, man, listen, I'm going to pick this as the place I want to go play baseball at? Because you probably had other opportunities, things you came out of the, you know, come out of Detroit. You probably could have went to any other school, right? What was it about Alabama State University? And playing, I think, it was Coach Watkins, right? Yeah. What was it about Alabama State University and going to HBCU that made you want to attend that school and play your um, collegiate um, uh, career there? You know, honestly, um, it's funny you ask me. I get that story. I guess I've gotten it quite a bit here. Um, you know, first off, for people that don't know that, that are that are from the South or whatever, it's like it's a lot of people from the South that are in the Midwest and the North, right? So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is from Birmingham. I didn't know she that. Went, okay. Yeah, she went to Tuskegee, and so did my uncle. Um, so I had HBCU roots in me already. But that wasn't the driving force. So anybody that knows me knows that, like, I wanted to go to LSU, Florida State, Miami, coming out of high school. That's where I wanted to go. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and that's kind of how I wanted to do it. Um, because those, those are the teams that I saw on TV. Like, that's what I saw. That's, that that's was, uh, you know, baseball factories. Um, that's, that's what I saw. That's what I wanted to do. So you, you kind of get that. And then as the season progressed, um, I started getting interest. You know, I, I was getting some interest, but not heavy interest, right? And so I had somebody pull me aside and said, man, you know, you can go to HBCU. And depending on the one you go to, it's still the same division as, as, a, as a Michigan or a Michigan State, right? Or, you know, because I'm a diehard Michigan fan. So I started doing more research, and I realized, like, yeah, like Alabama State, Southern, Grambling, um, FAMU, those schools on the same division. Like for and for people that don't realize, like some HBCUs are D two, uh, and most HBCU programs, football are Division one A or FCS. But baseball, basketball, and other sports are Division one A, FBS, and, and so to speak. So after I did that um, research, uh, end up getting in contact with Coach Watkins. He started recruiting me hard. Coach Cater started recruiting me at Southern, and it was really down to those two programs. It was it was that was really down down to what it is, um, and you know just just really it made sense to go to Alabama State. You know, um, Southern obviously was the the at the time the powerhouse and probably the better known program. Coach Cater established a, a great legacy there, uh, but it made sense to go to Alabama State. I don't regret it one bit. You know, family I had family in Alabama. Um, a lot of colleagues that I knew and, and were already at Alabama State, and so it just it just made sense. And top of that, gave me more money. So, <laughs> and it always that, works. It always works. It always works. You know, so um, one of the best decisions of my life. I didn't really realize the HBCU pride until I graduated, mm-hmm. and what we're you know things that we're doing now. I didn't realize the the HBCU pride tradition. It just the fact that I'm proud that I'm an HBCU alum, that I went to a historically black college university. I didn't realize that until as I was going through it and becoming an alumnus. Because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really go on that many black college tours growing up. I knew about it, obviously, with my mom. But I wasn't, you know, some kids go on black college tours and they got a big lineage of family that go to HBCUs. That, 
that wasn't us. It was my mom, my uncles. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it, it was. Like, you know, my dad is from Detroit. So he, he went to the University of Detroit and was a Vietnam vet. So it wasn't like I had a huge, huge HBCU influence. But just about everybody at my church that I grew up in, we had a big Alabama State contingent. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so that that was kind of how I got down there, man. That, that, that That's the story in a nutshell. Yeah, so once you graduated from that terrible university. <laughs> <laughs> so you started oh, you, working in corporate America. You thought right? I went to Grambling? Nah, bro. <laughs> that, that ASU, the, the other ASU. I thought that's where you went to Arizona State. That's what I thought. Oh, you talking about alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They sorry too, bro. We, we got a, we got an Alcorn love over here, so don't don't you can't say much about Alcorn. He had, he went there. Real swag champion. There you go. Real swag champion. But nah, man. Once you graduate, I talk bad about Bama State, but uh, go ahead, man. And I love it, man. Like I love the banter back and forth, man. It just makes that HBCU pride that much better. That we can get on each other, man. And but we, at the end of the day, we all love HBCUs and what it can do for us. Not only just professionally, but just how it built us up while we were there, you know? Right. But yeah, man, so once you graduated, like you started working um, in coaching and player development while you was in corporate America. Like, when did you decide, say, you know what, I want to start my own agency? You said when or what made me decide it? Both. All right, when did you do it and then say, you know what, you know, this is time to like make it happen? Well, it was, it was that, that thought process was kind of synonymous because like you said, I was in, I was in corporate for a while. I was working on, you know, with, in, in, in healthcare and hospitality, working um, in a client relationship based type atmosphere, as well as um, working with contracts and, and working with, you know, just dealing with people and dealing with marketing aspects. Um, it wasn't until I say 2013 maybe when I start really realizing, because at that time I was uh major league baseball's RBI director oh, for their wow. youth program for Alabama. So it was, it was a volunteer basis because we didn't have a pro team in the state, but the R- I was the director of RBI program. So at that time I start really dealing with, um, Young men and young women getting them to school. We sent 14 kids over my five-year time as director to college on scholarship for baseball and softball, kids that didn't know that they necessarily had an opportunity to go play athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, if anybody knows anything about that Montgomery River region area, it's, it's, it's like a mini hotbed. It's not South Florida where you got, you know, 10 guys getting drafted, you know, the same draft. But it's a lot of people that get – drafted or are in the professionals like think about it you got kids that go to Alabama they go to Auburn if they don't go there they're going all over the SEC yeah. uh, including baseball too kids getting drafted out of high school so during that time I, was, I had a lot of a um, amassed a few colleagues that were in the industry playing in both leagues and I just start hearing these stories I start hearing stuff about kind of the disconnect between the agent relationship agent client player relationship it just wasn't making sense to me you know, because from what I knew about an agent and what I read and what I saw, I was just like, oh, you should really be feeling like you only talk to your agent once every six months right. or once, you know, only time is time to make some money. You know, like I, I just I just felt especially when the majority of of the players well, in, in, in the NFL look like us, mm-hmm. look like mm-hmm. people of color. I just at that time, I felt like it needed to be more, more people that cared about 
the player and the family aside from the bag. Right. And I, I kind of made that shift almost simultaneously. So I didn't become an agent, work for somebody else, and then start Pyramid Sports and Entertainment. I did them both at the same time. Oh, wow. Oh, that's sweet. Right. So once I, I, because I, I, I knew I, I, I was getting to the point where I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel that, bro. Right. So I, I kind of did them at the same time. Good look. I mean, hey, let me jump in real quick. How difficult was that? How difficult was basically being a startup company and 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 having to manifest your dreams based off? I mean, you, you're telling me that. You I mean you saying you started over? Which means you called quit your job and went straight into this opportunity for yourself of creating your own agency. How difficult was that getting to where you at to today? Oh Hold man! On. Let me add one more to that. And to get okay. clients. On top of that. You said how? Like the first question that James asked you, but then how, how hard it was after you stopped and created a new career for yourself, but also how hard, how hard was it for you to get clients to come and join you when you had all this going on at the same time? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, a big, that's a big nutshell of a question. Like, it was, first of all, I, I, can't, I couldn't have done none of this without my supportive wife. Like, she was the one that was just yeah, like... You better say that, you better, 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 you you better, you better, you better, you better, you your spouse got to be in your corner, right? Because they're obviously male and female agents. Um, she was, so that's number one. So she was just like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Um, so from that point, the hardest, the, the two hardest things, like taking the test, and, and, and that's easy. Like well, You got to study for it, but taking the test is you pass the test, you become a certified agent. You have to take the test in each league, players association, and you become a certified agent. That part is not hard. You pay your money, you take the test. Either you pass it or you don't. That's totally up to you. Right. Next part is reintroducing yourself in this arena. Mm-hmm. So you can have a myriad of contacts, right? But now they're looking at you like, like you almost, like you said, you got to start off. You the new guy now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I respect you in this arena, but do you know what you're doing yet over here? Because mm-hmm. you got so your whole that career in your hands. Say it again? Because you have your whole career in their hands. Exactly. And so that was that was that was a, a, a hurdle that I welcomed. Uh, but it was a hurdle. Right. And, and, and now, you know, doing this nearly five years now, I fully have established myself um, in this arena. To the second point of getting clients. Right. Nobody wants to be the first client. <laughs> like, it, nobody wants to be the first client. Like, I don't care if it's your cousin or your family. Like, nobody wants to be the first client. Even your family members, they may end up being the first client. Um, but they don't want to of it. They, 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 unless y'all just lockstep and they believe in you. Even, I've heard stories. Like, like I've heard stories from peers. Like, man, my cousin went second round. I'm like, why you ain't want to sign with what? So... That was establishing some. That was establishing my my identity there, but it goes back to relationships. Yeah. So, like some of my first clients, I got off relationships from my previous 
industry while I was coaching baseball, RBI director in my corporate career, people that knew my character and my work ethic and believed in me mm-hmm. as opposed to believing Orlando regardless of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Not Orlando's a new agent. Mm-hmm. So it's about the relationships. And that's that's how I was able to get some of my first clients. You know, some of my first clients were literally just, it was, you know, a nephew or or or, or a guy that, you know, a, play, a person that I used to coach with coached. And, you know, they picked up the phone and said, hey, this is a guy you should listen to being me. And off that recommendation, they believed in me and listened to me and, you know, they still here with me to this day. So that's how I got them. And, and, and the thing is, is once you get the first, once you kind of clear a lot of first huddles, right, yeah. then it's, then you can kind of move and navigate and really begin to reestablish yourself. Okay, so uh, this Keon, so uh, I got a two-part question. So one of them is uh, explain the difference between recruiting clients as a small business um, versus against the larger agency. And also, when you're recruiting, are you seeing so, more yeah, I'm gonna like... Stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to change the terminology. It's not a small business. It's a mid-sized agency. Okay. 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 All right, okay. Mid-sized. Mid-sized. There we go. Okay. And so my other when you out here, right, do you see more like young kids, African-American playing sports of uh, uh, baseball? Because, you know, when we was growing up, baseball was a popular sport. So we all grew up playing baseball in your neighborhood or just yep. you had a local team in your hood that, that the older cat had a team. So I know you see a lot of, you know, uh, more uh, which you should teaching your sons to play football. Let me say baseball in my point, right? So also you can elaborate. Do you see more African-American kids playing baseball coming up now? So I'll answer your question front to uh, back to front. Okay. Um, so I'd start with the baseball question first. Yes, it's a lot of it's a lot of African American kids that play baseball. Where they get lost in the shuffle sometimes is in that twelve to sixteen time for age frame. Where again, baseball is a very hard game, and a lot of uh, baseball too takes a lot of affluence. And what I mean by that is it takes a lot of money to play baseball, and that's where a lot of our kids are getting lost in the loop. Like travel ball, like some of these kids that play travel ball all year round, their parents are paying tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You first of all, you're playing it to the league to play, you know, whatever the league fee is. And then you're traveling with your child to most of these tournaments. Travel ball does not practice that much. So you may I may have a travel team here in Miami, but I got kids based in Atlanta, Detroit, California, Houston. I'm just saying if I was a coach, right? Well, our tournament is in Atlanta this weekend. You get the schedule, it's on you to show up and be there. Wow. So that means the mom and the dad are flying yeah. or driving. That's from 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 June to say late July. And then you playing fall ball if you're all year round baseball guy. So that's where a lot of our kids get lost in the shuffle is you know, at certain points, you just can't afford to play baseball anymore or you don't have the development and you get kind of lost to the cracks. And then that's where it goes. You know, what? I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to play football. You know, especially when you're dealing with young kids in the South. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with kids in Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, well, Georgia baseball is real. Black kids are playing baseball in Georgia, especially in the Atlanta areas. They, they legit. Um I, I would I would reckon to say black baseball in Atlanta 
is almost equatable to black football oh, wow. in oh, South wow. Florida or that's Louisiana. That's a lot. That's saying a lot right there. But do you think do you think that's because of a lot of people in Atlanta, well, some families are doing very well. You know, they're able to afford the, right. the traveling mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Well, that too, but you have an infrastructure there. Mm. Right? You have a support system there. You have leagues that have been established that you may not have. And then, and then you got to look at the, a lot of the a lot of the travel baseball tournaments are either in Atlanta, Florida, or Texas. You got some in California, but the major was in Atlanta. So if I'm if I'm if I'm playing travel ball and I'm with an Atlanta-based organization, I may not have to travel that much, right? Uh, but 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 more than that, it's 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 just the culture and the pride and the structure in in that Atlanta area. Like black baseball in Atlanta is legit. It's legit. It's legit. So I, I think Major League Baseball and other entities and the Players Alliance, they're doing a lot of good things to kind of reinvigorate. Um, our kids playing ball again, but it's just going to take some time. It's going to take some education. It's going to take some awareness. Um, to answer the but first part. Before you answer, before you go to the second one, right? So okay. Do you think the Major League Baseball should take that responsibility to become more sponsors to these local travel teams to, you know, like say like a Under Armour out here, right? Because the dude from University of Maryland. He would get behind these AAU teams out here because the same thing. You travel a lot in AAU basketball, and he would sponsor that team, like pay for everything. You know, they they, they flights, they hotels, same thing. Boo Williams out in uh, Norfolk. So you do you think like baseball should get behind more of uh, these organizations to try to push? You know, what I'm saying to get more African Americans in the league. You know, even if it's coming to being sponsored. Well, you got to look at. This. You got to look at the structure of Major League Baseball. It's a lot of different levels. See, a, a, a private company or a publicly traded company can do a lot more, has more lenience than a than a, a, a major players league. All right, I get what you're saying, but you got to look at the entities that are already in Major League Baseball, right? So they have the Breakthrough Series, which invites, you know, the elite uh, black kids to get identified early. You got the Hank Aaron Invitational. That's another opportunity that, they look at black and brown kids to, to, to be invited to and coached by former black baseball players and former MLB greats. You got the RBI League, which I was which I was a director of. RBI stands for Reviving Baseball in the Inner City. That is it's it's literally it's a it's a little league. That's literally what it is. It's for kids to get in the game, right? Well, good, bad, or indifferent. That is already in place. And then you got to look at you know, they're hiring Ken Griffey to to help steer some initiatives. You know, you got you got several people in Major League Baseball on that side of the front office that are uh, working to amplify some things. So, you know, can can they just throw money around? Yeah, I'm sure they could. But it, it's a lot deeper than that. And, and they can't necessarily go the route of, say, uh, a Kevin Plank or I think that's Under Armour's name, the owner's name. Um they, they, they can't go the route that he can go. He could just write a blank check and say, hey, I want to fund every AAU team in the DMV. Now, you got to look at that, too. He can do that, excuse me, because guess what? One of those kids may end up being a draft pick and then it's going to sign with him. Yeah. And then it's going to make him money. You could say that, 
one of these kids could end up playing baseball and being a star for the league. True. But there's not a direct ROI like it would be for an Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, New Balance. So there, those are two different prisms in that respect. Yeah, I think too. Like, like I'm, baseball is probably my number one sport, right? But I think a lot of us do. Yeah, I think a lot of these kids, man, when they see how long it takes to get to the majors, then how long it takes to get the big money, I'll go play baseball or football or basketball. Right, if I'm trying to get my parents out of the hood, you try to you'll go play football. football yeah, football, basketball, basketball, football right? basketball. So I'm not gonna play baseball because it takes so long to get there. You gotta go through the minors, then you gotta go through arbitration. So it takes a while to get to the big money in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of kids see that. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not spending the time and investing to it. That's why you don't see yep. many African Americans like you know in baseball. Listen, I tell people all the time, man. The baseball gap it has more to do about money. Mm-hmm. and knowledge than pure want to. Like, there's a lot of parents that, and it's a lot of black kids, especially in the South, that play baseball. But they become super athletes or they lose a desire because they're being pushed to football. Yep. Like, it's real life. I don't want to use the word battle because it's not a fight. Well, there are real life situations I'm sure you could pick in every southern state Whereas a couple schools that the football coach don't want the kids playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's just honest to goodness truth. Because they're that good at football or because you're in a state or a city that worships football more than baseball. Yeah. That's tough. So that kid that could, that kid that's six three, that probably could throw ninety four miles an hour off off the mile. But he never get a chance to do that because you want to be a receiver, and he may end up only going to a mid major. Yeah, it's tough, man. So this D Springs. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on for, you, for you. Just a question in general, though. Uh, uh, with just your you and you, your your organization as an example, right? Mid size business. Like how? how yeah, I didn't is it? that question. Right. Uh, it depends. Well. Layman's term speaking, it, it, it has its hurdles, right? Right. Um, but there's a there's a there's a client for everybody. Like like there are several first, second, third round draft picks that don't necessarily want to go with a super big firm, right? And then there are first, second, third round draft picks that want to go with a super big firm, but then it's all about you and your presentation. And what you stand for, and then you and you it's, it's a recruitment, right? It's just like college, it's like when kids go to college, right? You're recruiting. So what what does what does Orlando, what does Pyramid stand for? What does our company stand for? What does the people in our company stand for? Um, what have we shown in the past up to this point? And if and if though if your core factors align with our core factors, it don't matter if we small, mid size, or tiny. At that point, because if you realize that that's who you want to go with, and that's who you want to go with. Now, you have people that come into a prejudge that they want to be with somebody that's on TV, or they want to be with who they think is going to get them the job done. But that's when it goes back to the education piece. Because there are a lot of misnomers out, uh, 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 about, you know, agents and what they can and can't do, and, you know, what's the what's the difference between having a, a bigger firm versus a mid-sized firm. It's, it's some it's some misnomers out there, but I just try to educate them, and you know, if 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 I deem fit, then I, I'm deemed fit. Yeah. 
So this D Springs. Uh, so what? Um, give your thoughts on the issues that the sports industry have with uh Rich Paul. Not Chris Paul. Rich, Rich Paul. Paul. I said Rich Paul. <laughs> he said Chris Paul, bro. I said, I said Rich Paul. That's that Clemson education <laughs> kicking in. Whatever, bro. I mean, I don't necessarily know. If, I don't necessarily know if the industry. I mean, I'm not. I'm a sports agent, but I don't cross paths with Rich Paul at all, right? Like, I don't. I'm not NBA certified, so I really don't have to ever deal with him. I mean, from what I've heard and what I've been told, I think the biggest thing is just that it's, it's a it's a brother on the come up. And they're trying to figure out how to, to stifle them. Gotcha. Because if you look at the acquisition that Clutch got with the bigger parent company now, that means they got an unlimited amount of resources now. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> so now how can you shut down? How can you shut this brother down? Because as long as LeBron is the face of the league and running the NBA, LeBron's agent and agency that represents him is going to have the same exact power. And that's how you look at it. Like, an agent is only as good as his plate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, people don't realize it. Like, like <clears throat> if you have 10 first-round draft picks in the course of, you know, five years, you're going to be looked at as a super agent. You may not have done nothing to get any 10 of them. They may have been all folks. <laughs> they may have been people you, you knew. You were just blessed to get them. Yeah. People gonna think, oh, he's this great agent deep down the side. He ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. You ain't you ain't really doing nothing. Yeah. You you are are you taking care of them off the field, servicing them, making sure they're there, you know, doing the other things that some people may want in an agent. Yeah. Now, excuse me, I'll be lying if I say some cats don't care about that. They don't. It's all about the player. You got different perspectives and different um Types of players. Some players don't want to talk to their agent like that. It's like, all right, just like I got a client right now. I talk to him once a month. That's crazy. Compared to my other guys. Every day. But if you ask him, how often do you talk to Orlando? He's going to say, I talk to him all the time. Because he doesn't like to talk. See, you also got to have the emotional intelligence to understand that all your clients are different. Like you can't talk to talk to or treat each one of them like the same. He he's a he's a he's a pitcher in, in one of the MLB organizations. He's an outdoors. He loves to fish. He he. We had our 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 one on one meeting last year. He said, "Man, I love it. You don't bother me. You check in on me when you need to. Like like he'll tell you. Sounds like he's like the introvert. least one. I sounds like sounds like sounds like introvert man. But to him." I talk to him all the time. Gotcha. So he, I know, matter of fact, I could pull up my phone right now and I, I probably hadn't checked on him in probably about three weeks. Wow. Probably three weeks or since the beginning of the season. And he's okay probably. with that. And he's okay perfectly with that. Fine. Perfectly fine. So, how, so how, how do you deal with that? With him being that way? What do you mean, how do I deal with it? I don't think it'd be great. It's the people who he has to talk to every yeah. day is yeah. probably the issue that I would be like, man, so why are you calling you, me? So I, no, because it's, it's just like managing relationships. Got it's you. just like each one of my clients is like family. That don't mean we don't have the same corporate mindset and corporate structure mm-hmm. to go get you the corporate sponsorship dollars that anybody else can get you. Gotcha. But there's just another level of care, um, an extra level of attention that, that I check in on my guys. I know when they're having 
you know, maybe a bad game or bad practice or this or that. You know, I, I talk to them about life issues. You know, a lot of my guys are 20, 21, 22 years old. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm 38. Mm. I've been through the ring a couple of times. It may, oh, wait a minute. I, you don't want to make that mistake. I made it. Right. Right. So, and, and, and taking a step further, I talk to a lot of my, I, most of my guys' parents, I still talk, I talk to all the time. That's a good thing. Most of them. Yeah. Like, it ain't like once they sign with me, I don't talk to the parents no more. Gotcha. That might be important to them, you know? It, it is. It is. Like, I'm on a couple of group texts with a few dads. The dads know each other. I'm on a group text with them. You know, um, it, it, it's good when you, you you can have that atmosphere within your company and your clients, but still each client feels like an individual. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're the number one client. Yep. You know, which is which is intentional. Like, I don't I don't need to have, I don't, I don't want to have, have, you know, classes where I'm signing 10 and, and 20 cats at a time. Like that's too much. Yeah, that's a lot. Cause I, I told myself, I don't ever want to lose perspective of why I started this in the first place. That's right. And so it's not it's about quantity for me. It's about quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, think about this. It does. Like, like people, you know, say, oh, man, how many got your draft class? Oh, you only got two? Oh, okay. Well, what if I got two first-round draft picks? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you're doing it's exactly how what you It's one of them Fernando Tice, Tatis type deals. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> and that's what you're looking for. I mean, you, you, if you yeah, definitely... Baseball take a while to mature, brother. Yeah, yeah. it does. They, they take a while to mature, my brother, yeah. which is why I do football as well. <laughs> you got to, bro, for real. Like I said, like if you if if you in this for the money, you in the wrong profession. Yeah, I tell you all the time, I'm not I'm not in this for money. Like I, I was I was okay. I was a, a manager, you know, in a pharmaceutical company under the age of 35. I was I was cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, but this is what God was calling me. This is what my heart said, and this is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I like, like to hear that, man. So so I know you're not. A, I know you're NFL and NLB agent. Um, I totally understand that, but you know, there's a lot of professional leagues that are being developed, right? And this kind of goes, it kind of goes, it's like kind of a two part question as well. I know these professional leagues are more NBA centric, um, and 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 maybe other sports, maybe soccer, some other sports. But what's your thoughts on those professional leagues and how they're going to affect the collegiate game? Because they can affect the collegiate game in different aspects. And then kind of dive into, because I, I I wanted to ask you this question also, like dive into like. The, the new collegiate rule where, you know, players can get um, some form of um, a payment um, for their likeness. About the most marvelous it Right. But how to name it the likeness. But uh, here's the thing. How can you, as an agent, right, yep. be involved in this particular particular um, area? Because, I mean, it's going to be so many, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to come in so fast in so many different ways, right? I mean, we already yep. talking, Master P talking about, I got 2.5 million ready for my son. As soon as, it, as, soon as this, as soon as this um, act bill or whatever they call it, action comes through, what, like, how can you, you know, kind of be in there and still, and still be on that toe and that line of not overseeing the uh, agent, yeah. uh, whatever, yeah. Of a law relationship that goes on, like how can you be involved? Well, first, well, first off, like we could talk about all sports. I know I'm a, a, a NFL and MLB. No, I, know, I know. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to just you know crossing something maybe that you know maybe you don't have a. If I can't speak on, it, I'm gonna say I don't. I don't know. Gotcha. I okay. 
I got you. Um, but that's number one. Number two, so when the NIL passes, agents will be allowed to sign players, just not for professional playing opportunities. Oh, so it'll be a different type of signage. Okay, got yeah, it. they're gonna have some regulations and restrictions that go into that. Oh, right. So you get a marketing um, deal, but you can't sign up for it. Oh, but, but I could just sign up to a marketing contract. And, and here's another thing too: is the more creative that you get and the smarter that you are about it, the better it sets you apart, right? Everybody's gonna try to go after the quarterback of your favorite college team, right? But what about that linebacker um, that's from, you know, a small town in Florida where they got three car dealerships and he's the first one to go to a major school in five years. But you know that kid going to get drafted too, right? Right, yeah, yeah. He's just not a household name like the quarterback. Right. So I can focus on that guy. I could build a brand and plan around that guy. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's and that and that's the most interesting part about it is that you're that it, it could be a marketing brand. But okay, so on that same in the same lane, how can you uh, keep that 75% not going back to the school like the state of Georgia wants to propose? Well, see, that's honestly, you know, once certain rules and ramifications are in play, you just gonna have to play with the rules. Mm-hmm. And let, let's be honest here, because somebody asked me about that. Like They're trying to even the playing field. Mm-hmm. Before even starts. <laughs> no, what they're trying to do is even the playing field because so there there is no animosity amongst student athletes. Mm, okay. okay. Think about this for a second. I my, the quarterback could be my boy all day long, but if he start making a million five hundred thousand and walking around with his nose up, and I'm making nothing. There could some animosity could be created. Sure. See, it's not like the NFL where this is your profession and you're getting paid. You may not be getting paid as much, but you're still getting paid. Mm-hmm. See, if if you allow it to just be flat out flat feet, that means the quarterback or the running back or the receiver or the star safety, you know, uh, could get paid 10, 10 stacks for an Instagram post. And that whole 10 stacks is his. Mm. Now, if he does 10 of them, that's $100,000. He could do 10 of them in 10 minutes for 10 different companies. That's $100,000 he just made. Crazy. Mm. And now one of my teammates got any of that. Wow. As opposed to, he goes to $100,000. Now, granted, 75 of that is going to be allocated to his teammates. But now, how much more am I thankful that I'm playing with. If I went to Michigan back in the day, how much more thankful that I'm playing with Charles Woodson? Because yep. Charles Woodson getting all this money and everybody, every dollar he get, I'm getting a piece of it. Or James, when you and I was in school, if the or if 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 it was in play back there, rest in peace. What right. what about playing with T.J.? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and, and yeah. the then you got you got uh, 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 everybody on Eastern Boulevard trying to get Jack a deal. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Snakey snake, snake and shake, whatever it was over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Captain Chevrolet, everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, so if, if, if everybody tried to get that Jack a deal, or even Keldrick at the time, who was a star running back while we was in college. Yeah, can we? Right? Uh-huh. You know, any other receivers, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, so then, that means every corner on that team is going to get some of that bread. That means now I'm going to fight harder for you. Mm-hmm. That money. 
that team camaraderie is gonna stay intact, as opposed to man, this dude threw two interceptions. <laughs> Okay, late to practice. Yeah, man, that boy. And he's and still he, getting 10 grand. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I, I, so I get what Georgia's doing. Now, this is me thinking from the positive aspect of it. I don't know if that's their thought process behind it. Yeah, that's 75 is a lot, bro. I mean, it why should, not 50-50? It, it should be. It actually should be 60-40. It should be 40%. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think the reason they do a 75 is because just like the same con- con- concept of behind the football program. The football program pays for everything on the yard. Mm-hmm. So they're probably looking at it like 75% is going to help pay for the other 85, 84 people on this team. Yeah. It makes sense. Now, what about these startup leagues, the professional leagues is coming up? I mean, I know NBA is trying to, not the NBA in general, but there is an organization that has ties to the NBA that's trying to perform, create a professional league. I think it's called OTE. Um, that's going to pay players $100,000 coming out of high school. That's going to affect college sports as well. I mean, we're hoping that some of these athletes kind of line themselves to the HBCUs, but if you got an opportunity to pay 100000 for a year or two years, just like the G League, it's a lot of things going on that's going to keep these players from going to college, man. It's already played today, so he's not going. He's going to G League. So, like, give me your thoughts on, like, that type of stuff and how that's going to affect collegiate sports as well. You know, it's going to affect collegiate sports, but it's only going to be certain sports. I mean, I think we can be open and honest in saying, you know, basketball is really the only sport that's going to affect. If you really look at the dichotomy of basketball, the game of basketball, basketball is the only sport that if you're seven years old and you're quick and you can shoot and you can dribble, <laughs> you're pretty much going to do that when you're 17. Yeah. Which is why we're able to identify these guys so early. Think about this. We ain't talking about no, no, no future NFL player at 14, 15 years old. Maybe when they are five-star coming out of high school and then they prove it again as a freshman. But maybe what, five of those guys, we could say, yeah, he's going to the league. He ain't even got to touch the field no more. But basketball is a sport where because there is no specific weight, size, speed requirement, really the only thing you got to have is height. And, and if you're a point guard, you ain't got to have that if you're electric. Yeah. Basketball is the only sport where you're identified at an extremely early age. So you 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 look at that, and how is that going to affect the college game? Well, it's only going to be a handful of those dudes. That's number one. It's only going to be a handful of those guys. You know, um, think about, you know, it's only since LeBron, and I think Le, was LeBron the last, who was it, Dwight Howard's class that was the last to go out of high school? I think so, I believe so. Was yeah. that Dwight Howard? You know, we ask, we're going to ask an NBA insider, right? He, <laughs> um, he, he knows. Yeah, I'm trying to think last. Yeah, I think probably. So. Well, cause what, it was Kwame Brown. What's the dude from uh, Mississippi? Uh, Who's that? The guard. Well, he's with Oh, oh Monte Ellis. Monte, Monte Ellis. Ellis. Yeah, probably Monte Ellis. Probably like the last one. Monte Ellis. I thought Kenzie Perkins knew his class because he came out of high school too, wasn't he? Who, Kenzie Perkins? Yeah, he did. He did. This is what we forget. Them guys be in the same draft. We don't really know who they are. Yeah, that's true. They be in the same draft, and we're just like, who? Okay, keep going. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you got Park, an 18-year veteran, coming off the bench for Boston, and now he's the starting center, a defensive force. You're like, who is this dude? I remember watching Boston back like that. Who is Kendrick Park? Where he come from? Yeah, yeah, I look up like, oh, he came out of high school? Really? Yeah, he did. I, didn't, I forgot yeah. about he came out of high school. He did come, yeah, out, he of came out of high school. He 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 came out of high school. He
right there out of Houston. Yeah. Uh-oh. So my, my point of that is, is it's only going to really affect basketball. That's number one. Yeah. Um, number two, it's only so many of those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, well, I, I think it, I think it will empower the athlete. I think the athlete deserves it. Um, if you're 14 and you want to be a professional tennis player, you can be, you know, professional ice skater track, whatever you can be. There's no age limits on that. You just got to qualify. Um, football. I understand you got to be a grown man strength wise to play that game where she'll probably get killed. Um, you know, so I, I think that it, it's not going to hamper the game as much because here's the thing that people are starting to realize. And I think you could think Zion, Zion, um, you could thank him for that. You could go to the G League or overseas. Yeah, you could make some money. But how much money are you going to make if you're the number one player at Duke or you're the number one player at Michigan or you're the number one player at Kentucky or Carolina and you win the national title or you make a Final Four run? You're going to make way more money coming out that one year enjoying college because you're going to have a whole university big brand behind you. And then you're going to be a brand in itself. So some of these guys are starting to realize like, I could make more money coming out one year at a Michigan or, or Carolina or Alabama state university. Yeah, that too. <laughs> there we go. That too. Or, or, or Howard since the five star went there. Right. That's a whole other subject. I don't know if we want to touch on right now. <laughs> hey, Tom Mick ain't doing nothing at Howard, man. He didn't play this huh? year. He didn't play this year. He didn't play last year. Though. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, he, he, he heard he going like the first, second of the game. He didn't play last year. He got hurt. Yeah. So I don't think he even declared for the draft. Yeah, it's like I think he should. He, I don't think he did declare. I don't think he did. So yeah, I think it'll be. He might be back. It'll be back. He may be back next year. Yeah, but it got. But he didn't I, play last I, year. Howard's athletics is top tier though. Like, Howard's athletics is not Alabama State's athletics, which is the best athletics there is. There is. Absolutely correct. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I can reach that board, boy, I'll give you a horn, a blower. Like, bro, you tripping. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is a, that is a realistic fact. We have, we have the best facilities we do. in all the HBCU. We do. And probably, all of, and probably top five of all the FCS. And we should win facilities. That's the reason why it's a problem. And... <laughs> We consistently win everything except football. I, I keep trying that, to tell him that's the main sport. I keep trying to tell him this. Like we are, we run this wagon everything. When you're dealing with HBCU, you got to encapsulate and hang your hat on everything. Yeah. Like Grimley, y'all ain't beating us, bro. Oh, you sound for <laughs> Yo, listen, I keep telling him oh, we win in every we, single we, thing. It's that football is the only team, only sport that we're not. The grambling baseball program is on point. I love Coach Coach Pierre and um Coach Coop, they're my guys. Um don't give don't give us kudos program. now. <laughs> don't be giving us no kudos now. I thought you well, were a smart guy, bro. I really I really was digging this in. I am smart. I left real Grambling. quick. Look, Grambling averaging baseball. They okay. No, they, no, 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 I'm not gonna no, say all no, the Grambling no, sports no, are like no, 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 dynamic. No, 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 Wait, 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 Jane. Uh-oh. I'm, a, I'm from Detroit. I'm always keeping 100. Grambling is not averaging baseball. They good. I, I, I saw. I watched a couple of games <laughs> this season against State. Listen, mm. Grambling is Grambling Southern Alabama State 
Or gonna consistently be at the top. You gotta put Jackson State oh, this yeah. year. Jackson State this I year. Consistency. Yeah, but Jackson State. It depends on the year with Jackson State. Yeah, they're, they're consistently known as the program. But when you talk about who gonna win the swag year in, year out, it's either Alabama State, Grambling Southern. I get that. And Texas Southern was good a couple of years. Texas Southern can hit. <laughs> they beat us. They can hit the brakes off they the ball. They beat us one year. They beat us a class fight. I think they beat a couple of years ago. I think both. But back to my point. Right, we're getting sidetracked, man. <laughs> Butler keep back back to my point. If it's 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 a couple HBCUs out there that that could really do it if they did it right. Um if they combine certain schools' academic reputation with another school's athletic reputation, we could go get them five stars. That's that's something I talked about on my podcast, the Yard Report, Shameless Plug. Um, yeah, good. We, that's okay. That, we need to plug that in there. Yeah. There you go. Is, 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 is that we don't realize is that's holding us back from some of those five-star kids because as much as our HBCU educations, we love, we cherish them. When a parent pulls up the rankings, and even if they look at a, a lower tier power five, the academic profile sometimes doesn't always add up. Yeah. And so then you couple that with the resources that they're going to have at the Power Five, and it's like, eh, I'll go to the Power Five. Yeah, most definitely. Well, look, man, let's kind of pivot, man. Talk about, like, the services that Pyramid Sports offers um, that you guys can provide. Oh, man, we, 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 I thank you for asking. So we, 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 provide, we, we provide amateur advisement, you know, with, with baseball, um, you know, baseball allows you to have an advisor or agent, so to speak, um, in high school, in college. It's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rule you, that's allowed. Um, so, you know, any amateur advisement <clears throat> on field, uh, off, excuse me, off the field support, whatever that may be, whether it may be uh, helping you set up with your living arrangements, helping you get it set up for your, your, your professional um, your website, business services, um, all those things that way. And then, um, we also take care of all your contractual negotiations, uh, marketing endorsements. We come up with a branding plan for you, organic branding and marketing plan for you. Uh, we will obviously will negotiate your playing contract. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we're just there when you need us, you know, um, we're a full service sports agency. You know, I know some people like to throw the word boutique around, but, um, and those are uh, awesome opportunities as well, but we're a full service sports agency. So oh, uh, this is Keon again. Uh, how how was how difficult was it working in the pandemic? Oh man, actually it was a blessing. I think so. I think so for every every business. <laughs> so from you know being a a president and CEO, you know obviously you love to get touch points and go see people face to face. Um, but I didn't have to travel as much, so I was able to stay home. You know, I'm gone a lot. This is this is a rare weekend, rare weekend that I'm actually home. Um, and uh, people got more accustomed to Zoom. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to see multiple players, families, people that I was recruiting more often on Zoom. You know, they they were they were more than welcome to see me on Zoom. So uh, it it was cool for me. I mean, I'm glad to be back outside right now. Yeah, <laughs> as they say, I have my mask. I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. 
Um, but man, at you the same floor, so, bro. You've been outside. Y'all, maybe not <laughs> with a mask on, but y'all been outside. No, sir. No, sir. I have not. You haven't. But your entire state has. They've been wild. So, Atlanta ain't never closed. They never closed. So, so do you think going forward? Because we were just having a conversation about just people nine to five. But do you think going forward, this is gonna just change the way people do business in general when you're doing business now in any type of industry you're in? If you're a major corporation, um, I don't see how you can convince some of your your, your people to come back in. <laughs> I don't see it. I just. I and I think it's it, it saves your bottom dollar too. Yes, real estate. So I think yes. it saves your bottom dollar a bit. So I just I just don't see um, how you can. You know, what I mean, some people will demand it. Some people will come back in, but at the same token, you know, I don't I don't see how that'll work. I don't see how that that can happen. I mean, people have been our country has been moving forward from home. Mm-hmm. So. You know, other than people with kids who want schools and daycares open back up, you know, and I, I, I empathize with them. I, I've, man, I've had to, you know, babysit our nieces and nephews a little bit sometime, and they be here all day, which I love it. But it gives me a window to some of the people whose kids are home all day now and, you know, in school and things. So I think that, uh, you know, it's just it's it's interesting. I'll be curious to see once we open fully back up what corporations are going to do. If they're smart – They'll just keep this structure in place. Exactly. Yeah. They just downsize a bit. I'm sure you're, they're saving money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From a real estate standpoint, like you don't have to have all these different buildings. You know, you ain't got to yeah. have that no more. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So yep. these springs, uh, where do you see your business in the next couple couple of years? I see us as one of the leading sports agencies in the world. Yeah, it is. My man, claim that. Claim it, brother. Yes, sir. I like to hear it. Claim yes, sir. It, Respect on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be representing the Argon Brothers podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All our marketing and branding businesses. Facts. Facts. We're going to put it out there, listen, too. Listen, man, anytime I, uh, you all let me know, man. I appreciate y'all having me today, and I just I enjoyed the conversation. All right, so give me give me a uh, – we talk about a lot of different things. We, t- we tapped in this a little bit, but give me, like, a little uh, understanding of how in-depth your um, – the interviewing process, the recruiting process of your clients, right? You have to interview the parents, the, the I mean, sometimes probably the coaches, I mean, the family. Like, just give a little, give a little in-depth um, understanding of what it what it takes to book that client. I mean, it could be any client, but just whether it's MLB, NFL, give us an understanding like what it takes to book those clients. Oh, it takes a lot. You know, you, you, as much as you say you want to interview them, they're interviewing you. Exactly, right. And so it, it, it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of consistency, takes a lot of persistence. Um, I think just the fact that you get to know them and they get to know you because see, once presentations are pretty much the same. I mean, you're pretty much the same all throughout, right? And um, you know, I think that. I think the biggest thing is once you show that, then it's about building that relationship and moving forward in that aspect, right? And so, you know, it's thorough. You, you, you. Sometimes you just dealing with a, a player and their mom. Sometimes you dealing with a player, mom, dad, grandma, auntie, coach from high school, all that stuff. So, 
you just got to every, every, every player, every potential, you know, and I like to call them partners, not necessarily clients, even though they are clients, because we're partnering with them along their career, their life. Um, it's different. Each one is different. You just got to, you got to build, build, build back those layers. Let me ask you a question. Let me follow up to that one. So how do you keep from Uncle Ray, Uncle Ray Ray, from coming through and wanna, you know, want a little taste of that, want a taste of that money pot before they, before they, before they, before they, before their, for their, for their, their nephew or niece or whoever, before they even get to the league. Like, how do you control those environments, right? Those expectations, because people have expectations when they look at look at this business. They look like, okay, you get this agent, the money's coming now. I remember while uh, listening to Nicole Lynn talking about you need fifty thousand dollars to even get into this business. That's the entry to get in, right? Because you got to have that, you got to have an SS of cash. So that when you're signing these players, you can be able to allocate some type of funds for them. So that then you can start paying for stuff, paying the bills, paying all that type of stuff. And then, of course, you get back paid. But this, how how do you control those environments and those expectations coming from families? Like, hey, hey, we already got the money now. With my son, I know he's going to be a first round draft pick. I need, I need this. I need a Range Rover right now. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I need it now. Like, how do you control those expectations? <laughs> Pray. It's tough, man. Because I know Uncle Ray Ray, they they be coming hard. The biggest way to to, uh, manage those expectations is to to set a a boundary quick, like Mm -hmm. not quick, but up front. Like, you know, one thing I like to do is ask people, you know, who else is a part of your decision making process? Mm -hmm. You know, so you know who all you're going to have to be dealing with. Cause you could think you you could talk to a player, you talking to his mom and his dad, but the whole time the uncle controlling everything, yeah. right? Because because the, the dad will lean on the uncle, mm-hmm. or the mom will lean on the uncle, you know, or the grandma's controlling everything. So that's the first thing is you 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 figure out real quick who um is in control, who's able to make those decisions. At the end of the day, it's going to be the player's decision. That's number one. Number two, but when, you, when, you, when you're dealing with an Uncle Ray Ray, the best thing to do is just really get to know them. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to control it. Not necessarily to control it, but if you get to know them and they get to know you and you and you let them know, like, you know, hey, you know, you're a person of integrity and, 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 and this is how we're going to roll, then either they're going to respect it or they're not. Right. Either you're going to still get the client or you're not. And if you still get the client, which is his nephew, I, I, I suppose, and and you put some boundaries in place, say, hey, look, you know, throughout the process, you know, uncle was this, isn't that. He may tell you, man, don't pay attention to my uncle. <laughs> he always, you know, or he may say, yeah, I need uncle to be a part of the process, a part of the team. So now it's on you to how, how you going to figure that out. So, you got to be open and honest with people having discussions. I think when you're open and honest and your communication is there, um, it can work out. So being involved, so you, so it seems like you're very, very busy as a sports agent, of course. How do you find time being the involved with the, as the president of the South Florida, Alabama state alumni chapter? Like how do you find time to, to manage all that and try to give back to your school as well? Oh, man, you find time, you make time for what you want to make time for. I think Alabama State is extremely important to me. Um, and and we wanted to build upon what some of the older members were doing here. But 
kind of needed a little bit of a, of a revitalization down here. Yeah. Um, and, and so you just, you put it in your calendar, you make time for it. You, you, you put in a little bit of extra work, you know, because Alabama state has done so much for me. I wouldn't be where I was or who I am without Alabama state. And so that's the least I could do is, is putting forth the effort, not only as a, as a, as a Hornet, but as, as I think we all can agree as the HBCU alone, just showing what that HBCU experience can do for us um, and how it can prepare us for the, for the, for life and for the next level. Yeah, I agree with you that, bro. Hey, this key on again. I know we, we kind of hit on it early, right? I know your voice by now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, right, right, right. Hey, look. But, you know, for the people, right? For the people, right, you know? Right. But, uh, but uh, I know we hit it on a little earlier, right? We were talking about before COVID, right? Things right. changed, but before COVID, I know you had to travel a lot. And how did you keep that balance between work and family? Well, I, you you try to make sure when you, you pick a couple of days a week, uh, where you 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 have that family time. You know, it's you try to be as consistent as possible. It's not always happen, but I think the big thing is communication, man. Just just communicate. You know, in, in my case, with my wife and. Let her know, hey, we're going to watch a movie this week. We're going to do something that week or checking on my parents who are back home in Detroit or whatever the case may be or, or my in-laws down here in Miami. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is just communication. As long as we communicated, we were able to check on, check, keep things smooth. That's what's up, man. I guess, I guess the last question is me. You want yeah, to I'm going to get the last question, man. Listen, this is perfect. Are you, are you, are you ready for homecoming? Right. First of all, are you ready for Labor? Are you coming to Labor Day Classic, and are you coming to Homecoming? Oh, that's before, the question. Before that, James. So we, we James, should always debate about the classic. Who's better, Bayou? Oh, you, you go ahead. You, you Bayou, Bayou Classic, ask uh, Magic City, a Magic City Classic. Don't I don't want to hear no bias, bro. <laughs> no, I'm be not honest. gonna be, be, be honest. honest. Be transparent I'm, with me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Magic City Classic is the number one classic for a reason. However, James, don't don't get on the horse too quick. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He <laughs> listen, on the high horse, dog. Hey, listen, listen, ain't nothing like that by you, bro. <laughs> Tell him again. I've been to the Bayou twice. That Bayou classic. I used to put him on the spot with that because he was tripping over here. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm ready for homecoming. What's those crickets? Yeah, those are crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, stop them. You're crickets. Elaborate why? Elaborate why, though. Tell them why you feel I've been to the bio. I don't need to elaborate. No, no, no. You're not on Lando Arnold. Yeah, we want your opinion. Lando, give your opinion, bro. Now you're back on my good side, dog. Don't put my glasses on, man. You need something. I think that the Bayou is just something different about the Bayou Classic, man. It's just the way. New Orleans is turned into some rich, and I think what it is is because with Alabama State, our Magic City Classic is 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 amazing. Birmingham is amazing. Birmingham is boring. <laughs> See, now you getting on me because I said <laughs> I, like, I don't like going because of Birmingham. Because Birmingham is boring to me. But I think that's what makes Bayou better because of New because Orleans. New Orleans. True. True. New Orleans, you can find a way to party in New Orleans. You can find, I mean, just just like people from Alabama 
you know, love A and M and 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 state. I think that um That's all right, man. We, un- we totally understand, man. We, you know, family life, man. You got you to gotta, gotta, gotta pause for a second, get the family, get, get the kids yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my nephew, family, my nephew guy, he running around, so I was I was uh, getting him, making sure he was good. Um, So I, I think that with New Orleans, New Orleans is just a whole nother fun time, fun place, fun everything. I think that's what makes the Bayou Classic that much better. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm not coming to Labor Day. I'm coming home, coming only. You're coming home, coming only? Why you not coming to Labor Day? We're I don't quick. have time I understand. To, I don't have, my whole October is from our homecoming to games to FAMU's homecoming, yeah. which is somewhere you need to go if you ain't never been. I do need to get down there. I'm going to come when they play state, though. Listen, let me tell you something. FAMU homecoming. Bruh. I've seen some of your video clips, I've been, man. I've been to every major HBCU event except G Ho, which is North Carolina AT's homecoming. Yeah, yeah I heard G Ho is off the chain, bro. It is. And, yeah. and I have and I have been to Howard's homecoming. I've been in town. Yeah, Howard's homecoming. Eh, bro, like, I'm trying to tell you, I've been there a few times. Yeah. But I've been I've been to Spellhouse. I've been to ours, of course. I've been, I've been to Iggy. I've been to Southerns. I've been to Bayou Classic. I've been to Bad City Classic. I used to go to the Atlanta Classic. Yeah. Bam, you homecoming? Uh, a different level? Different level? Hey, oh, I need to book it. for homecoming been, this year? I've been yeah. to a lot of parties yeah. in my years. Bam. I've been to a lot of major uh, events. Bam played Grambling this year for homecoming. Bam, you homecoming is on another level. Yeah, You're going to make me book I've heard, dog. I've heard. Listen, I've, I'm aware of Let, what listen. goes on from Fam Homecoming. They're gonna catch an L, but you know. I don't care what they catch. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that, that's gonna be a good look. So they schedule Grambling this year for their homecoming. And Grambling gonna travel. And if we play them yeah, inside, that's, that's gonna be a good look. Like, I don't think people understand how 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 live Bam you home. Now AUC Spellhouse is, is is nice too. But it's in Atlanta, so yeah, it's like exactly. I've been to that one, and it's cool. It's I, like I heard talk- about uh, well, people up here talk about North Carolina A and T home. Yeah, we just talk about G said Geo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah Geo yeah. is definitely a way. You know, there's a lot of North Carolina A and T up here. They talk how great that is. Oh yeah, and it is. I heard it is. I heard it's like that. What makes Geo live is because like their campus atmosphere is just second to none. Like. A lot of the frats and the organizations, they party right there at their campus. Exactly. So everybody need to try to do what we've been trying to do without mistake. On campus. Yeah. That's what makes this stuff so live. Like Tuskegee. I say this to this day. Tuskegee probably has the best, if not this in-game experience. Yeah, it is. Ain't nobody talk Tuskegee, man. But don't listen. I'm like you. My sister. My sister and my brother went to Tuskegee and my aunt. I don't tell them this. But <laughs> I would never tell them this a person. I would never tell them this a person. But I'll be honest. Come on. Bro. I'll be rocking right with them. And look, and they be rocking up on that little shanky thing up under there. <laughs> with no lights. Y'all ain't got no lights. You got to play all day games. But they be rocking up in that little thing. I realize how Tuskegee is like, the field is like in the ground. And then their tailgate is literally 
literally around the stadium, but all, it's all in like all inside the stadium. It's not like it's like if you on your porch. It's like if you on your porch cooking, yeah. cooking some meat, and you watching the game from your porch. That's, that's a good look. Like literally, that joint. It's like a little. It's a. He's right. It's like you come up on that thing and it's sloped in. And you walk, you gotta, you gotta stumble down a little steps and get down at that. Come down a little hill. You gotta stumble around that little hill and everything. Then, then you watch it. And you're like, oh, okay. You finally get up in there. People just be chilling. They pull up their little cars. They be chilling. They be watch the game. No, because it's literally like a like like it'll be like one of those um old school movie theaters outside. Movie theater. Like, bro, you just pull up and they pull their little cars up there. And I promise you, like when my sister went to school there, Tony. To, now the, the 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 overall <laughs> atmosphere of 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 their games because yeah. because they have to have all day games because they don't have lights. Oh, wow. I always point that out. That's, right? that's a negative. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> they have no lights. Right? Got, yeah, the whole food section is like the little shed area, yeah. and when they play ball and parlay, you really think the shed's gonna fall because they be rattling. They be rattling. They be rattling. No, they no, they don't want to do it. They don't want to change it. Wow. I guess you know that's they keep it traditional. They don't want to change it. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, but Tuskegee's in-game experience. Yeah, man, Southern got a good in-game experience too. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, man, like family homecoming is a deal. Now, now I think our homecoming. Now that we have a, a real weekend, yeah, it's coming. And we got a lot of things in the works. It's coming. Together. I think we're about to take that next. Level. Level up. So y'all didn't have like a whole weekend of events and stuff planned. It was mixed with. And we had okay Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, that kind of that kind of like takes a lot of the homecoming away. Say it again. That kind of like takes away from like the true home. Yeah, because some students were there, some students weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we had like so we had like two homecomings. We had a student homecoming. Then we had like the alum. They called the alum yeah. homecoming, right? Yeah. And but I mean, when you when you a student, I mean, you, you may involved in that, but when you're not coming. I'm not. I'm not staying down there for Thanksgiving. Facts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it just happened that way, man. All right, brother, man. We had. To, I know we don't occupy your time up for hours and change. Even had like a. We had power like a outage. power outage and everything else, That's man. Crazy. So before I get you out of here, bro, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And give out your social media handle. Uh, all any other information. Um, uh, talk a little bit about your podcast too. And um and definitely give us your website your information on that as well. Yeah, so so uh, like I said, man, I, I appreciate y'all having me, man. I, I I really appreciated this opportunity. Enjoyed arguing with you guys for a while. Um, <clears throat> but uh, uh, you can people can fi- find me on on Instagram or Twitter at o a the agent o a t h e a g e n t. Company page is a Pyramid Sports Group on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is all one word, Pyramid Sports Group. Twitter is PY. Just Google Pyramid Sports Group on Twitter. You'll find it. It'll come up. And we are because it's kind of we got you. Twitter ain't let me be great on that one. Uh, uh, website is www.pyramidsportsgroup.com. Uh, as I said, I got the Yard Report podcast coming out. Uh, with a good friend of mine, Taryn Bushrod, is Morgan State alum, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to be talking everything from. HBCU to money to power fives to power, how they all intersect and just really hitting on a lot of topics um, that, that, that are really meant to you feel like you learned something when you left. Yeah. So uh, that, that's definitely coming up on that. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I answer, I, I respond to everybody at least once. So um, just look forward to it, man. Yeah, 
Shit What's up, man? Sounds good, bro. Y'all got no any doubt. last comments for me? Nah, now? great conversation today, bro. I mean, you brought the heat. And, hey, look, this is a great podcast day. Yeah, bro, just great having you on, man. You know, love just being transparent, just answering all the questions. So, you know, much successful until you're, uh, you know, being worldwide, the biggest, the biggest uh, sports agents in the world. So, you know. I appreciate that. And like I said, I know I gave you a hard time by Alabama State, man. But at the end of the day, bro, you know, keep representing for HBCUs, bro. You know, definitely always, you know, making it happen. It ain't about these, you know, white sports agents. You are making it happen, man. And, you know, much success to you, man. And, you know, let's continue to, you know, stay in dialogue with JD, man. And let's let's collaborate on something. Definitely look forward to it, man. All right, my brother, man. It's good having you on, man. Good talking to you. And I'll talk to you real soon, bro. Okay, sounds good, man. I appreciate y'all. No All doubt. Take care, bro. All right. It's been a wild one today, man. Power outage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all over the place today, man. No, nah, but it was a good it was a good podcast today. You know, he brought transparency. You know, he let us understand. You know, he gave us some insight into how to how these agents have to go through different situations, deal with different people, deal with different things. You know, to get to where they are today. And you know, like you said, he started out in one spot, went to the next spot, and he's like, you know, moving forward. So that was a great thing. And it's tough, man. Like you said, you know, trying to separate yourself from all these other agents for you to trust. Your whole career is in my in your hands, right? So it's it's it's, it's a tough gig, man. But hey, I love it, man. You know he's doing big things, bro. Absolutely, man. So, man, before we get up out of anybody got any final thoughts? No, we just gave up on the um on the actual podcast. I mean, on the um interview. But anybody got any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, my final thoughts is you know my man going to Hall of Fame today. I know it's probably gonna be tough for the Bryan family, but congrats to all the Hall of Famers in the uh being inducted into the uh. NBA Hall of Fame ring, you know, so, uh, and also, you know, Convo keep coming on this Tuesday, so, you know, tune in. Hey, man, he just said everything I need to say. I got to say nothing. Convo with Key, great yeah. day. Let's go. Yeah, man, continue to, uh, you know, support us, man. You know, we will be one of the biggest podcasts going, man. Just continue to ride with us, continue to be, you know, be patient with us. You know, check us out, augenbrothers.com. Get your custom color T-shirts. Match those summer kicks. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, I saw that, man. Before we get out, I saw how you uh, put that nice little advertising up there with the match with the Nike Maxes. Yeah, bro. With the uh, with with the uh, the yeah. yellow, the lime, the neon, lime, green, neon lime. Now, that's, that's very interesting. I don't know if I can personally pull that look off, hey, but I feel like somebody else can do it out there, man. So definitely look it up. <laughs> yeah, definitely look, look it up. I got probably the Air Max ninety sevens. You know, that's I, I like the way it looked, man. So you know, we got some more stuff coming that way as well, man. But. um but once again, man, fellas, glad you had, glad you was here. Glad we um we had a great podcast, man. And Ray, just get up out of here. Let's do it. Think it got a hold on me, pride is a devil Paranoid, I put you over everything To fill the void, and when you're gone Will I have anything, or will 
I'll be destroyed. Mm. Terrified, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Yeah. Bright lights pass me in the city, it's emergency I'm thankful cause I made it past my 30s, no one murdered me Still remember vividly the nigga that pulled a gun on me I'm petrified but moving like I got no sense of urgency Pride make a nigga act way harder than he really be Pride hide the shame of city, cut off all utilities Pride hide the pain of growing up in hell and poverty Pride make a nigga feel the way that you would follow me Make a nigga flash a thousand like he hit the lottery Make a baby mama make shit harder than it gotta be Make you have to take the bitch to court to see your prodigy make you have to use your last resort and pull a robbery Pride be the reason for the family dichotomy Got uncles and some aunties that's too proud to give apology Slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be It got me feeling different when somebody said he proud of me Pride is the devil mm. I think it got a hold on me Pride is the devil mm. And it left so many R.I.P. Pride is the devil I think it got a hold on me Pride is the devil. Mm. Yeah. Terrified, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Mm. Terrified, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Yeah. Too much money to count, what's the amount? Ten of a bounce, I gotta pay a nigga to add it up Then pay somebody to make sure whatever amount he say Then bag it up, direct some racks, I'm racking up Stacking up, you reaching or acting up Break it down, weigh it up, not back it up Make a five of mine, that's regular Nigga playing with us, that's negative Go back to start, that's never I'm a boss, my closet leather Ain't no off days on my schedule As long as I live, we live forever So my twin and shit get better These niggas that slip, let me ahead of Got my feet up, I pay 70 bands And have sex on the jet I don't need them, that 